0: Hello, and welcome to episode 48 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where we continue exploring the world of Netrunner.
1: Wayland, NBN, Jinteki, Haas Bioroid. They're all the same. It's what happens when you mix politics and profit. Corporations too big, too untouchable to care out to push their agendas, never noticing who may get hurt in the process. Well, I'll make them notice. There's that moment, you know, when the whole world seems to fall away, and it's only you and your mod, and the mod is the world. The grid looms ahead, a blinding sphere of light teeming with energy, crackling with flame, and beyond? Only twinkling bits of data in a field of darkness. A code gate stands between me and the server. A close call, but I have the tools I need. A Gordian blade so sharp it can slice through the thickest knots of data. The ping back was strong. The clearance level blew one. They know I'm coming, but it's too late. I'm in.
0: Hi, everyone. Before we return back to the show, I'd just like to say a great big thank you to a friend of podcast, Alison, for that awesome introduction that you just heard. If you'd like to see the full video version, uh, which is absolutely awesome, then click the link below. We will also be releasing our very first Netrunner actual play video this week featuring my Argus deck taking on Joe's Apex deck. If you'd like to, to watch that again, click the link below. Right, that's enough from me. Back to the show.
2: Welcome back. I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron I'm Joe Lewin. And I'm Jamie Myland. And together
0: we are the unstoppable gaming podcast machine that is the Critical Twits. Hmm. Unless Joe pulls that face at me more when I introduce, at which point <laughs> I will stop in my tracks, <laughs> fearing I have done wrong. Ah, uh, yes. Um, welcome back. Oh. It's good to see you. have you been? can't see them. Close your eyes and imagine. Has it really been a month since last we talked about Netrunner? It has. Oh, it has gone so quickly. Um, For those who are new to our Netrunner series, um, last month we set Joe and Jamie the challenge of tutoring myself and Aaron, the Netrunner noobs, uh, into fearsome tournament winning net running (laughs) hacking
3: other corporation words. owning agenda achieving agenda
0: stealing um earth scorching net running champions should we do all that again <laughs> <laughs> that was that badge. Our, our users yes <laughs> I'd, I'd suck the breath right out of him <laughs> with the audacity of my shitness <laughs>
4: <laughs> that would be that
0: state. that would be the title of my autobiography, <laughs> wouldn't it? The Audacity of Shitness, not the Audacity of Hope. So we're gonna check in with you, we'll let you know how our respective journeys into the world of Android Netrunner have been going. Um I've set myself a little challenge. We've been playing games with strangers on the internet, which is dangerous. Mm. Um well, i've eight, been playing seen a couple. Yeah. yeah yeah we'll let you know how that's going on and um, we've come up with and thank you to those people that suggested things we've come up with a list of team names um we're gonna let the loyal twitter army i am getting that you're in.
2: not getting the twitter army if
0: you have a better name for for our followers that they get to choose that's the thing do as they as our
2: followers they get to pick their own name
0: what if they, or if they were to meet and form some kind of converged artificial intelligence that would take over the internet? I would be the would happiest it be an, man <laughs> on the planet.
3: Would it be an artificial intelligence if they met? Are we calling them all robots?
0: I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and we're also going to bring you the rundown on the uh, the cards or combos that we've been enjoying the most so far at this rather tentative early stage in our development. Yeah. If this was a game of Netrunner, the, um, the runner would definitely have the advantage. Yes. Yes, cool. My I... flights of fancy and whimsy are going down <laughs> really well tonight. Three grumpy men. <laughs> yeah, my brain did go, ha, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want. I don't want people to actually laugh, I want them to go, that's
4: <laughs>
2: funny.
0: <laughs>
2: Lol. That was yes. intellectually stimulating.
0: Mm. I don't want your laughter, I want your quiet agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So, where do you want to start? How do we want to go? Shall we cross over to the enemy team, Jamie, and uh, see how they've been getting on in their training?
5: Yes, and I'd be quite interested to see Joe's opinion on just how far
2: Alan has come over the last month. Don't pull that face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Probably a bit of a confession time now, isn't it? I've not played that many games yet. No, you've not. No, <laughs> uh, I played yeah. one I started with. <laughs> yes, so you have played at least one. Yeah. You've played no
0: negative games, <laughs> no. no minus games of Netrunner. No,
3: we've. I mean, we've had, we've had a few games. We've discussed deck ideas primarily. Yes,
2: because um... yeah, the runner deck I've picked is a bit awkward, so we've had to do a bit of tweaking to make that functional really
3: yeah well in in a way that you're happy with it as well yeah yeah.
2: um, I'm quite happy
3: to just grab a deck off
2: the internet and play
3: it a bunch and then change it eventually you want to start with a more self-constructed thing
2: yeah I I, I love playing other people's decks to get an idea of how things work Um, but the idea of playing somebody's else's deck that I've tweaked I know it sounds daft but for me it feels a little bit like cheating for what we're doing I want my imprint on the cards by having constructed that deck. You know, my sweaty, grubby hands all over yeah, them as yeah. well, yeah.
0: Which deck is it? You've got me, like, on the, the edge the one, of my seat. The one
2: that's the awkward one. Well, I said before I was going with HB and Adam. Yes. And I've pretty much stuck with that. HB I'm perfectly happy with. Mm. There is some tweaking, but I'm perfectly happy with what I've got. Adam is... awkward. Not yeah. impossible to play. I have played a deck that I was quite happy with. Yeah. But I can see some stuff that needs changing in it, but I can see things I can make my deck more like, if that makes sense. But what? the deck I constructed was just appalling. What makes
0: mm-hmm. him an awkward sub then?
2: Uh, his directives. His directives are simultaneously useful and awkward. Yeah. Uh, because they give you an advantage and a disadvantage, and you've got three of them you start off the game with. Um, so uh, always be running, um, means you have to make a run on the first click of each turn. But you also get an advantage of uh, spending two clicks to overcome
3: any, a, any a subroutine, sub-routine yeah. at all. So well, once per turn, you may spend two clicks. Well, yeah. well, no, well, it, has, it has yeah, only works once per time, time, yeah. turn, yeah.
2: But you can spend as many times as you like. Fear it if you've got more clicks. No.
0: Put mm. in things that give you extra clicks, Aaron. Abuse
4: exactly.
2: it. Um, exactly. So, yeah, it's an event or click to run anyway. Any, anything that makes you run that first click. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages in both ways. There is stuff in the deck uh, that has been that was in with the Adam deck, like Dr. Lovegood and stuff, that blanks the text of a single card. Yeah, uh, yeah. so there's independent thinking there, which um, you could use a trash-up to five of your installed cards. Sorry, I'm reading off a phone. Uh, trash-up to five installed cards, which include your directives. Uh, draw one card for each card trashed, or two for each card trashed if you trash at least one directive. Okay. It's quite useful of getting a load of cards in your so hand. you
0: can decide which ones you want and then kind of reboot in essence you like? yeah yeah but, but you have to find that card and
4: draw
2: it yeah,
0: and yeah. Play it
4: yeah but
2: obviously if you do stuff like that you then have no you could potentially have no directives in front of you and then have no text on your card which... Like, a, like a paladin fallen from grace,
3: you become a fighter with no feats. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Which cross crossover between game worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so there's advantages to that. It's like I said, the, the actual directors themselves have got some nice good and bad bits to them, which can be worked around and tweaked and things like that. Uh, the, the one that's particularly a nuisance is Neutralisable Threats. No, that's not a particular nuisance. It's not the one I'm thinking no, it, of at all. It can be, it but can I, don't, be. I don't mind it that much. What's the one that's a nuisance, then? Uh, that one is safety first. Your maximum hand size is reduced by two, but you, if you're under your maximum hand size, you draw a card at the end of your, t- end of your turn.
0: Oh, no, because if you have to run first against taggy killy decks... With only three cards in your hand, you just get punched in the
2: face in the second turn. It's
3: rubbish. I hate it. And it's yeah. the thing that puts me off playing Adam. Yes, But there is good news that we'll come on to in a bit. Yeah. Yes,
2: uh, The other one that's... Uh, the other directive it comes with is Neutralize All Threats. So the first time each turn, you turn your access a card or a trash cost, you must trash it by paying a trash card, if able. Uh, but whenever you access cards from HQ, you get to access one additional card. Mm. Um, again, good and bad thing. It's not not the most wonderful of cards, but it's just a thing I can put up with as a little bit of an extra... Bonus, if that makes sense. I mean, and they're not, good, yeah. They're not part of your deck technically. You don't have to if you you start off with three directives on the board mm. when you start a Adam but you don't have to have them built. You into your actual deck itself and fish for them and find no. them and play them. Yeah, no, they come with. So you can theoretically just have one of one of each card on the table.
5: So are there currently just three directives in the game? Uh, currently, yes. Yeah, so do you think they may print some more in the future? They
3: are printing more, one of which has been spoiled. Oh, okay. um, this is the exciting news Ooh. basically because, in my opinion, it means you can ditch safety first for the time. I feel panel. we need to do like I'm an sure. NBN
0: style newscast to, <laughs> to share the news whenever you say news.
2: dun 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 Cool, yeah, so there's the new, um, new directive card that's kind of been spoilt from one of the. New packs come out. Escalation, is it? It's happening soon? Yeah, which
5: comes... It's out now.
3: Yeah, it's, out now. it's
2: just come oh, out. Okay, cool. So, just not seen it yet. Um, called Find the Truth, um, which whenever you draw a card, you have to reveal that card. But the first time you make a successful run each turn, you may look at the top card of R&D.
3: The downside to it is whenever you draw a card, you must reveal it. Yep. So, the corp is going to have a much bigger idea of
2: what you're doing. Yep. So, it makes the game very much more open. Yeah, so it seems like a nice little replacement for... I've,
0: I would immediately take out the one that reduces your hand size to three. Yeah. Because I think that that's just too much of a weakness when your hand side is both your options well, and your hit points. The, the thing
3: that bothers me with it, in and this is why it's... Especially with you in our local meta, Brian, essentially. Yes, I'm
0: defining the meta already. <laughs> yeah, if,
3: if you start with an SEA source, a hedge fund, and a scorched earth... Mm. Aaron has to run first. Click. Yes. Yeah. You let that be successful. Yeah. Next turn, you outcredit him, so you can probably SEA, source him, scorch him, and you win straight away. Yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah, it, that idea. I have
0: yeah. won some games pretty much that quick. Yeah. 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 Um, I, Jamie? However, <laughs> there, there I are. Failed.
2: I have failed counteractions to it. He does come with a brain chip that installs hand size based on how many genders he's got. And uh, public sympathy is quite useful for it and stuff as well. Yeah, uh,
0: but you can only have them early on. Any but... of your damage reduction cards as well. Yeah, it's
3: um, I mean, so it, it is. Like well, any, anyone that's not familiar, Brainship, I think, actually is one of the better consoles in the game. Yeah. Um, it costs two to install, which is really cheap for a console.
0: Um, is it like the, the Wii of the Netrunner console world? It, it doesn't
2: look like much, but actually it's quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's cheap and cheerful and does it's, the job. It's, a late, it's, a, it's
3: kind of a late game console yeah. because okay. your maximum hand size is increased by X and the memory
2: available to you is increased by
3: X. Mm. And X is the number of agenda points you
2: have. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So it's useful to have in the deck for late... Uh, well, I, I think the... Um, it neutralises all threats, isn't
4: it? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's useful to have in... In your deck to draw out later on to install oh, safety first, safety again. first, sort of, yeah. yeah. To install on the side because of the expand up, so you reduce your hand size by two. But if you've already got stuff out that indicates that you're not reducing your hand size by by any, potentially hardly any at all. If you've got that, that chip out and you're getting the chance to draw a card up for free at the end of your turn, yeah. You're not your maximum hand size. I, yeah.
5: do want, I do want to just actually point something out at this point, it's probably quite obvious, but um, you know, Alan and Brian. I yes. have now been playing this game for about a month. Mm. So, yes. if anybody is considering getting into the game and is feeling intimidated by you know the terminology, the amount of cards and things like that, one month after starting playing, these guys have pretty much got the lingo down, and I'll actually be able to analyse um, you yeah. know a lot of the ideas and a lot of the concepts. Yeah, I was going
4: to say it's
2: not. That's... Pretty fair, actually. Because I haven't played many games, but I'm still going. That's, that's the other thing. I can show you a card now, and you can go, "Ooh, that, that can work with this or do that." Yeah. Without actually Them, having done that,
0: nuances you might miss. Yeah, yeah like, having talked to other people, saying that they're the, the sort of the terminology, the lingo you've got to learn because it has its own language, as we yeah, mentioned yeah, last yeah. time. Yeah, I hadn't considered until that point. Actually, well, that's really interesting, Jamie. That Aaron and I now could, I feel fluent in netrunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I feel quite confident. So, so even and maybe actually with some of the people that haven't that are joining us and still getting <coughs> out, maybe we're talking slightly above Possib- above them. Possibly, but at Ooh. the same time, Ooh. I think
5: actually that's just uh, highlight the fact that you know the game is actually quite easy to pick up as long yes. as you can get the games in and maybe get talking or playing with people that have played before. Yeah. yeah, part
3: part of that I think part of the reason that it's so easy to pick up this second language essentially is that. It's very, very consistent. Yes. Mm-hmm. there. It, I mean, I have played plenty of games, <laughs> Dice Masters, <laughs> that are awful for the way that certain text is slightly different and so it will completely change the way the card works and it just isn't consistent. Yes, so you have least, a
0: similar ability or the same ability with the same name but it's phrased differently on different
4: cards. And so lives. that yeah.
3: completely throws it, chucks balance out the window and you, you don't, don't get that in this. So when something... Talks about, about the, the way, like the way things are categorized, like resources that are directives that are, they are also virtual. Um, so you know, and things will say a virtual resource, as opposed. It, it, I, I don't know. I like the way everything fits together, and I think that helps you learn it because it, everything's in its own little sort of categories. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, I find it. It's fairly. What's the word? You know it's the it's... word.
2: Fairly salient, to be honest, with what it what it relates to in, in
0: real life. I think the thing that makes
5: the, yeah, the it's back. quite thematic. Yes. in that the yeah. mechanics also emphasise the theme of the game. Joe, you L resident Evil's bastard, mm-hmm. you must have some <laughs> ideas relating to this. Um, I would jump to
3: Wayland and their transactional operations. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a transaction, you're gaining money from it. Yes. For example.
5: Yeah. Um, um, no, because there's loads of things in the game where like,
2: the actions you do on the table kind of almost like... It fits in with the flavour text you get in and and yeah. the mechanics. And if you've ever seen a cyberpunk movie mm. or read anything along those lines, it instantly kind of makes a little bit of sense.
4: Sort
5: and, of... and I think you
2: actually, because of that, you actually almost like get into character
5: whilst playing the game. Yeah. Um, and I think, was it um, your wife? Who pointed out that um, it was almost like you were larping while yeah, I was yeah. playing, yeah, Um because you were so into character. You know, I think if you're playing like Magic the Gathering, for example, I, I've played Magic the Gathering for, for years in the past, yeah, uh, but I never once felt
2: like I was a planeswalker. No, no, I totally agree. Even when playing like the the, the Xbox 360 version that had the story and everything, for yeah. it's like I never really there was nothing ever there in the cards that made me feel part of that. Um, I always feel like a wizard <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I can replay in this the directives and stuff for Adam makes sense that his programming in his brain that have made, is what makes him a yeah. bioroid or you know human machine yeah. hybrid
5: and as a corporation
2: I always do feel like I am actually protecting
5: something you know a server yeah. with the ice it actually feels like I'm putting down protection and I'm
2: doing something proactive yeah. like a corporation actually would do it's it's cards like, because um, so we are talking about differences in damage last session, I think. Mm. Uh, obviously, because you've got your net, your meat, and your brain, brain. brain damage, yeah. Um, so, one of the cards I've, I've just come across recently I really like is the paparazzi card. That you're instantly tagged, which means the corporation knows exactly who you are. Because you've got a bunch of paparazzi around your house, so they're <laughs> always going to know exactly where you are. But it also protects you from meat damage, mm. because... People. They're in the way,
3: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, this is it. The nice thing, and again, just pulling more layers of the um, sort of thematic interactions from that particular card. You don't gain a tag that you can just chuck away and still gain the benefit oh, of trapraptor. No, y- yeah, yeah. You are it, the card just says you are tagged
0: because they are following you. Yeah. They know where you are all the time. Yeah. yeah. yeah
3: so it, it and that, and that's I think part of the beauty of this game. The, I mean, yeah.
0: it just works. The work, the the work that I was looking for ages ago. It's <laughs> a word I have a real problem with actually, and it always disappears out of my head. Was intuitive. Yes. yes. So as long as you've seen those things. Did you guys say that? And I've no, it no, it? No, no, I'm just
3: laughing that that's kind of ironic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got really focused on finding it. I was like, I need to, because it will bug me. I'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning with cold sweats and go, damn you! Um, yeah, the word, you know, the, the, the concepts are once you've got your head round. The, the core idea of what's going on and how the basics of the game work, everything else makes kind of logical sense for yeah. the most part. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you've got a little bit of technology or you're into sci fi for some of the weirder bits that are going on, but it's, it's intuitive. You can reason it through, it's kind of instinctive.
4: Mm.
0: Um, you know, the whole concept of, okay, like, I'm a corporation, I need to score out my agendas, I need to do what I need to do,
4: yeah.
0: um, but I've got business pressure on me all the time always got to be pleasing the stock market so i've got to draw a card i've got to keep moving i've got to keep doing what i'm yeah. doing which means i'm clumsy i'm you know big companies move slowly then the runner gets an extra click because they're small they're nimble they're a small thing they they can react to quicker off, to what's to going on about yeah what they're doing um you're the the corporation again what do you need to do to achieve your objectives you need money so you yeah. need some economy cards. Um, okay, I'm going to be hacked, so I need programs to protect stop me being... And it it all just kind of flows together and makes sense from that kind of perspective. So once you've got the basics, any time new ideas, new concepts are added on, they tend to make that intuitive, yeah. logical, instinctive sense, which I've enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, Because definitely. there's not been... There's been a couple times when we played We'll Have a 40,000 Conquest. Yes. There was an ability on one of the cards that let someone in a completely different planet seemingly magically interfere with the battle that was going on somewhere else and it just didn't make any sense to me and it broke See, my immersion in the game
3: i didn't have that issue with that
0: particular card yeah
3: it was basically a comlink to someone else telling them to do something differently with the maneuvers in battle that swung it in their favor and yeah you know in in the deep blackness of the Forty-first millennium, whatever bollocks they use. Um, damn you, Warhammer! Yeah, <laughs> it kind of yeah, it kind of. You've, there's warp gates. I can accept them. Tele- telephoning their mate on the, the neighbouring planet. Yeah, uh, it's,
2: it's quantum entanglement bullshit. Essentially, is what they had.
0: Yeah, it just seemed like right. It just seemed like <laughs> why does the commissar fourteen planets down the road? It's able to react instantly to the flow of battle. Yeah. And it just it just kind of broke me out of it, and I was like. Especially given that Warhammer forty thousand has a thing where yes, it's in the far far future, but it was also originally envisioned in the eighties. So the kind of technology that they have isn't Yeah. Isn't our technology yeah. advanced, it's kind of the eighties technology advanced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I... know, when you when you watch aliens and they've got like the shitty green radar. Yeah. Um, and it goes boop boop boop. Whereas now, it would probably be, if we were to envisage Aliens now, it would talk directly into your brain. Give you it?
2: a 3D layout
3: of the, the whole room. Yeah. You? and yeah. X-ray vision and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: and it doesn't break me out of watching, wanting to watch Aliens again, because you just appreciate it's a parallel thing. But yeah. it just felt like they brought in... That instant communication doesn't really seem to, to be as much of a thing in 40k. And it just fucking annoyed me. <laughs> and I never played the game again. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, a big part of this might be that it did cost...
3: Brian the game yeah. I think yeah that's the other thing as well right? <laughs> Yeah, it made you lose Ooh. to a card you don't like yeah whereas yeah everything with Netrunner has that little thematic appeal but yeah. I mean we've, we've covered all this yeah, yeah. a little um, bit yeah, but yeah but it's, it's nice showing...
2: to reiterate that this yeah like like Jamie said me and Brian have picked up the terminology and stuff in part because the thematic is so strong in it mm. that there's that consistency there and the, like Brian said the intuitiveness of everything it just follows on Yes.
0: So what have you been doing, instead of playing with Adam mm-hmm. What have you been doing instead in the few
2: games That you've managed to to get in Well, other than the ones I've well, On Ginteki that I've been playing with Joe Because I live a million miles away um, oh, On net, on yeah. Which is actually a really good system well, it, took me, it took me a session to get used to the little tweaks and stuff To how to run a game But it runs really, really well The other mm-hmm. issue that will be remedied this weekend Or
3: last weekend for those listening at home yeah, yeah, yeah. Um is that we don't between us we don't have the cards to make a full adam deck yes yeah um by the time this is out i will have a complete collection and be yeah. able to sit and do these things
2: yeah, so, so i've been holding off because my hp deck's still very cool at the moment because i've been holding off actually building anything that isn't i haven't got access to in essence yeah um yeah so ginteki.net we've been playing on those because i can mock about all those other cards a little bit yeah um but other than that the few games i've been playing i've essentially been playing other people's decks yeah. Um I don't think I've played the same deck twice so far physically. And is that baffling, confusing, and a rubbish experience? No. It is confusing and it is baffling occasionally. Mm. And I do feel like I'm constantly <laughs> on the back foot.
0: when you draw something you go, what's this doing in here? Why is this yeah. here? And the person next to you is going, Because it combos with the other seven cards you haven't seen yet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like with the game we played earlier, right? Yes. So Raz Joe went. You actually got any economy cards in this deck, or should I be drawing? Should I actually just be drawing?
3: <laughs> to be fair, considering I made the deck, I did have to go and check my deck list online <laughs> and go. Yes, there are these ones. And yeah. then um, they all appeared. Well, I think yeah, like anyway. two two turns later, you were flush with money for the rest of the game. Yeah,
2: um, but it's given me a nice, interesting perspective on everything. I, it means I haven't gotten used to how to play a deck necessarily, so I haven't got that strength of experience with how to play my game. But it has given me a good idea of how other systems work. I now have a good idea of how MBN functions. I know how Jinteki functions. I understand how uh, criminals and anarchists function, um, how shapers function. So I know, I know all the
3: Yeah, they the, the, the core the,
2: bits and pieces, essentially. Yeah.
3: I like doing the same thing. I like playing lots of different like if I go, "Oh, that's really good." because someone beat me with it Yeah, yeah. I will want to play it a couple of times because it's um, the best way of learning its drawback
0: a system like net is really good for that because yeah. you can try something out without having to buy the pack yeah. just unsleeve and re-sleeve your cards yeah. go around your mate's house stroke his cat play a game and do all of that kind of thing you can test things out really quickly you can yeah. make very quick changes and then immediately
2: play again if you want
4: yeah
0: yeah um, which is quite
4: nice. It I is. quite
0: like it. I've, I've played a bit on there. I've even played with Strangers.
2: Yeah, I'm considering doing that this next few weeks, actually. Hello, Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it tomorrow morning before I go to university. St- I still like the
5: idea of maybe um, playing on there against, you know, against some of our listeners. Yes, so... if you want
2: a
0: game, mm. get in contact. Use yeah. Twitter, use the comments. Uh, send a carrier pigeon.
2: That's not very cyberpunky. Send a robotic pigeon pigeon with jets
0: well in the world of um, constant surveillance and internet invasion then surely going analogue in a kind of netrunner hipster way (laughs) would be uh, would actually be a kind of way of getting past all of that yeah can't tag a pigeon you can't (laughs) shoot it yeah that's a good point and and (laughs) all the flying
2: cars everywhere I don't think it could do anything but interfere with pigeons flight path yeah that's a good point
3: point. they're extinct in the future
2: Yeah. yeah All oh, that jet engine sucking in. They don't
0: They don't fly anymore. They just waddle around like yeah. confused chickens. to
3: go for Urban Penguins, but okay. Urban Penguins oh. is so
0: much better. That Team Urban Penguin. Let's add that to the list of team names. Are oh, we going to be team waddling man. around the future, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> Shall we try
5: mention about team names?
0: Yeah, before I expound upon the wonderful journey into Netrunner that I have done and that <laughs> that was a grandiose <laughs> sentence that kind of petered out yeah, much like the British Empire after the Second World War I had my moment and then it went um, yes we, um, we asked last time for some suggestions for team names um, I would like to um, thank Slaney141 who's a commenter on YouTube for suggesting Team Wintermute quick mm. pop quiz Joe where's that name from Wintermute yeah there's a band called Winter Sun no, Oh no. I only picked you because I don't think I think it's you would be the one actually, no, no. Isn't it? it is, yeah.
3: Well, I, obviously I don't
0: know. <laughs> it Came out before new metal. So did the original Android Netrunner or An- oh, Netrunner. Yeah. No, runner. not Android.
3: Yeah, yeah, but I like the new one.
0: <laughs> Lots of metal, <laughs> of metal came out. before Two thousand. You don't came like out before two thousand, and I'm crap. Ah, <laughs> sad face.
3: Um, yes well, Only, only been good, good since, since the year 2000
5: yes. Let's give him some clues um, <laughs> It comes from It comes from classic, comes from, comes from classic <laughs> Cyberpunk literature And if Even if you haven't read the classic Cyberpunk literature It has ties to a Netrunner Runner called Apex right, If this isn't Blade Runner I'm not going to get it Okay
0: Okay this is going to last forever, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> this
3: podcast will take three days. If, well, you make if you we're guess. talking about
0: literature, not films, there isn't even a. There's no literature called Blade Runner.
3: Wasn't no. <laughs> it? Oh, an Android <laughs> Dream or something. Electric Sheep. Yeah, yes. that thing. Yeah, Blade Runner the, the book. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> if it's not the tie-in, novel <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Sourced by a working writer. Yeah. Um, like no, like, genuinely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> William Gibson's Neuromancer. You've all spoke oh, of this before. Yes. yes. Did you go read it? It's I the, really should. It's the ur-text er of... Um, you're looking at me like I'm just farting <laughs> in the direction. The original text of um, the cyberpunk movement, maybe including Burning Chrome. See our previous podcast for my... Yeah. Random... Yes, and
5: Wintermute mm. was a kind of evil AI, sort of evil mm. AI, mm. in that mm. book. So hence the link to Apex.
0: Who was, yes. was trying to link up with... Neuromancer to form an enormous, um, sort of self governing AI. Spoilers! AI.
4: <laughs>
3: Tell me to read something and spoil the story. It's two years old.
0: It's, not
4: it's older it than me.
3: It's,
5: awesome.
0: yeah. it's good though. You I don't... don't
3: really have an excuse. Yeah. I'm just crap. That actually is no an internship. idea. We could
0: have Team Neuromancer and Team Wintermute and then we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, really um, suggestions. But. Um, that to that, me so, that just works because yeah, it's two, it does, two, it does. two comp- competing intelligences. Yeah, right. So if you'd if like to used, vote on who's who, yeah, yeah, yeah that would work. Um, yeah, we could do that. And what I would say is we do have some other suggestions. Yeah, mm. uh, that we will go through and we'll put a Twitter uh, a, a post up, a poll, a poll on, Twitter. on Twitter and on Facebook yes. on our Facebook page. Um, so we have uh, team brain damage, <laughs> or. Team Team Brian Damage, (laughs) which Joe hates. I do. I I, I don't enjoy puns. Um, Team Twitsune.
4: Yeah.
0: Named after one of the cards. Team Him Twitsubaku.
5: (laughs) Also named after one of the cards. Yeah.
0: Uh, Team Wireless Noob Pavilion, which I quite like. Um, Team Noob Ready Eyes. (laughs) Made me laugh. Um, team Zaitwitsu Loyalty. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Zaibatsu Loyalty being a card that's in the core set yes. that I immediately went, I don't want any of those, and took them out. Because, <laughs> um, I'm not going to say that one. No. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um, or that one. <laughs> um, me, okay. and I, me and Aaron uh, are privy to these jokes. Okay. I wrote them. down, <laughs> um, I put Team Scorched Joe Mama's Earth. No, no. <laughs> Vetoed. Uh, team Traffic twatsident. <laughs> Twitsiden, maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, <coughs> team Public Sympathy, I quite like. Yeah, we um, <laughs> And the aforementioned Team Urban Penguin. <laughs> um, so... Some of those
5: will be going into the poll.
0: Yeah, we'll put some of those in the poll. Uh, we'll leave a thing for you to add your own suggestions oh, as God. well. Yeah. Um And we might pair up winter mute and neuromancer as a combined thing so yes. teams of mm. the two yeah um yeah that'd be quite good
2: so brian what's your journey been like over the cool. last month
0: so in a in vast contrast to aaron my journey has been um full of games of netrunner mm. and full of expanding my collection and buying lots and lots of things uh, rather than sort of tentative explorations and then focusing and waiting for for what you want um i decided last time last time (laughs) we spoke listeners or i spoke and you listened listeners um i had decided that i wanted to play max Hmm. and i want um, uh, one of the anarch runners um and i wanted to play argus for Hmm. wayland you hmm.
3: did mention last podcast that you were considering the change.
0: Yes. yes. What happened? We have was... paid for his operation, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's now I... a corporate entity. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm still criminally liable for my terrible deeds. <laughs> but I can only be fined, not imprisoned. <sighs> Excellent. Um, yes, so I started playing some games with noise because mm. uh, so I bought the corset and he's in the corset, so I thought I'd get an idea of just how core runners work and, and build up mm-hmm. and I really liked viruses
2: yeah
0: I really like the viruses uh, mostly because I am constantly infested with plague and allergies <laughs> so I feel like I have a virus so maybe there's some kind of kinship uh, there Um but I yeah I really enjoyed playing that so I thought actually what I'd do is I would stick with noise and build mm. a noise deck Um but I I went out and I bought some expansions. I, I went straight in for um, Order and Chaos, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, because it has Wayland and Anarchs. I then bought quite a lot of data packs.
4: Um,
0: yes, Aaron <laughs> looks intimidated. I, what I'm doing is I'm playing the um, economy game. <laughs> I'm going to outpay for everything uh, and beat Aaron on uh, beat
2: Aaron on money. Actually, funny enough, the first little section of games we had before we did the podcast Mm. i was winning fairly well because we were fairly new and i must have got lucky with the decks probably more than anything else and then we're in kind of the midpoint now where i'm losing fair most of the time at the moment yeah um and then when we get the money in the late game we get loads of stuff then i'll probably start winning a few more games we're we're going
3: back to actually our original analogy where we are the runners and they are the corporation because we're the poor students in there Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. Hang on. But when when you say when we get the money when I go out on the weekend and buy all the cards you can then yeah, leech off them <laughs> <pint> and <laughs> we, win we games. should be a true socialist be team porn shop. <laughs>
0: sure gamble. <laughs> That's not bad.
3: Add it yeah. to list. Yeah, um Hedge Hedge but yeah, I think uh, I like No, I, I, I would like to believe that's mm. true, Aaron. And if it turns out to not be true and we don't win in the late game at the end of it, I'll be thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> Mostly in you.
0: <laughs> more so than usual. And, but yeah, I mean, I, I have really, really enjoyed playing Netrunner. I've not been this excited about playing a game and invested this much money so quickly in something since we started playing Malafoe a couple of years ago.
3: Which we really naturally need to start doing again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've got Malafoe Day booked in, but it's easier to take. Two decks of cards and some tokens somewhere, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. grab a game in half an hour to an hour, then yeah. set up a board and play for several hours. Um, yeah. But I still have a very, very f- soft spot in my heart. I can poke um, for for Malifaux. Um, oh, I don't. Yeah, our, our enthusiasm hasn't diminished. At no, me. no. Um, but our time has. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's one of the things where it's one of the difficulties. We've run out of clicks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um what was I saying? Yes, so I have built myself uh, from scratch a noise deck. I have also built my Argus deck and I started playing some games. Got getting into it, mostly playing with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the, the division in teams hasn't necessarily been completely strict. No. Um, no. I've played some games with
3: Joe. Well, we, you know. we play quite a lot online then. Yes, yeah. Less teaching, more just oh, this is horrible. Yeah,
0: but... I had a um, a few days earlier in the month when I was incapable of getting out of bed um, without getting dizzy and wanting to throw up. So I laid in bed with my laptop plugged in and played lots of games on Jinteki.net, um, which was quite fun yeah. uh, through the fog. Um, <laughs> so I then started to refine those decks, making a few changes here, making a few changes there. Um, and now find myself at sort of version one point two one and version one point one one two or something similar. I've been naming my deck versions. Yeah. Um, so if I make a big change, it jumps up a whole point. Yeah. Um, and then if I make a little change, just a little finesse change, then I'll, I'll put that by a little bit. Like what? A tenth, no, what no, I do I like actually hundredth.
3: find? One of the things I actually find really interesting. I think this is true of all four of us. We've all managed to find. A Corp deck that might need a tiny bit of tweaking but that we like're yes. quite happy with, and all of us are still looking for that one runner deck that makes us go this yeah ordinary. yes um, yeah or at least like even in Brian's case where he has picked the runner and he's still tweaking it's still the thing you're finding harder to yeah affect yeah and come up with a final solution I,
5: for i think actually this this might be worth mentioning uh, <coughs> we can obviously come back to talking about your initial experience but yeah um about. Um, being able to actually start teaching the game mm. so from from our point of view, joy um because this kind of ties in nicely, this kind of ties in nicely to that um I think when you start learning the game for the first time, I think it 's easier to learn the game as a runner than it is as a corporation yes completely different. so I would highly recommend if you are teaching the game to somebody um or you 're asking somebody who 's already played before to teach you the game. Mm-hmm. that the person who has the experience plays the corporation. Um, because there's a lot of kind of bluffing. There's a lot of the cards being played face down, so obviously both players can't see that. Um, and also the game just seems slightly more complex as far as the, the initial options go yeah. for the corporation. Now there is still a heck of a lot of complexity to the runner side of things, but the runner can see every you know, you can see which servers are there. They they've got out on the board um what icebreakers they have, any kind of economy that they need. Yeah. And they can get advice from the person they're playing with because that person can see all their cards face up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a really good way to start. There's there's
3: yeah, there's there's little things like and it's it's exactly as you said, because everything's revealed on the rudder side. There's nothing face down unless you play an Apex, but then it doesn't matter. Um Don't don't pick Apex as your first deck. <laughs> no. <laughs> Or second, or third, or potentially ever, because it's hard. But <laughs> if you, yeah, if you're playing against someone and you can go, oh, remember that that card does this. Remember that this card can do that. Whereas you'd have to kind of sit there going, this might be one of those. If it is one of those, this could happen. If it is one of those, that could... I remember in our early games, Aaron, that a couple of times you were advancing
2: assets that couldn't be yeah, advanced. Yeah, just stupid little thing, but
3: but it, but that completely throws. The runner, yes, potentially because they go. Well, it has to be one of these things,
0: yeah. And then it was.
3: Then it's not, and you go. Oh. So, yeah, I always always learn as the runner. Yeah,
0: the way I've come to to think of net runner, and I might be going completely off on a limb or showing that I've got some kind of mental abnormality beyond the ones that we've already discussed in the past. Um, that for me, net runner is net runner is a puzzle, and. You're essentially playing a puzzle game. As the corporation, you create the puzzle. Definitely. You have the pieces in your hand. Mm. You have yes, you've got your your R and D, your HQ, and, and um, that's where agendas can be taken from and stolen and, and that kind of thing. But you create the puzzle. You decide how much ice you're going to have, or if you're going to go for fast advance, or if you're going to tag and bag and try and murder the other person. So you create the puzzle. As a runner, you have to come in and solve that puzzle before they can achieve their objectives. So for me, the runner is much more reactive. Mm -hmm. The corporation sits down and starts doing stuff and then the runner tends to react to that. Now, there are runner decks like the Valencia DLR deck that um, won Worlds last year. That just does its own thing in a tiny little corner and then goes. Boom, 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 boom. I've won the game. Yeah, hopefully it's its plan. Yeah, um I have to say I, I don't enjoy playing as or well, playing against those kinds of decks because they're not interactive. And one of the great things about Netrunner is that bluffing, that interaction, that constantly mm. that that you know I'm going to make a run here and there's a moment of excitement between yeah. the two of you because the corporations now like, do I raise, do I not? Oh how's that gonna affect my plans? The runners going, Oh what's he got down there? And it's very interactive. Absolutely. Yeah.
5: Um just earlier tonight you um we had a game before recording and um um Aaron you were playing as an NBN deck. Yep. Yeah. Um I believe is it New Angels Soul? Yes. Yes and Brian you're playing your My noise lovely noise deck. deck. <laughs> and there's so much interaction because there's almost a counter for everything. And yeah. There was times when um, the NBN deck was making Brian trash his programs. Yes. yes but then yes. Brian was was actually recurring those programs back out. And yes. there's sort of this constant interaction between the two. And that's yeah. that's one of the best types of that in a game. Yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, we, I, the Valencia deck was the one I played against you, uh, Brian uh the other week wasn't yeah, it? Yeah and I've, Joe's used now, it with me a couple of yeah, times. We, we,
3: were. we were making a mistake with it, just to clarify before anyone plays because Wireless Net Pavilion is uh unique. Yeah, that was yeah, ruled
0: in the NAPD's most wanted list for the for tournament gaming Yeah, it was yeah. made that yeah well is in the the tournament
2: rules. But even it? with that rule and haven't played that deck I was like okay I could see like you said you said you, you said to me Joe that From a deck-building perspective, it's amazing. It's it's beautiful. It's like, oh, this works really efficiently. It's a very
0: intricate, interlocking set of systems. But playing
2: it, like James said, there's no back and forth. It was just... I I was really bored playing it. It's like, I do this, 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 this. Cool, Okay. even with my still learning what the things do I was going okay right I've got an idea of it now cool
0: I think if we were sat at the cutting edge of the overall metagame there are now counters to it and there's other things you can include that make it less effective and plus they're not tournament legal anymore no, no, I
3: mean, no, but the things... You, you still the, tweak it to make Yeah, it you, mean, you change things that aren't remotely part of the system but, but with Wireless Net
5: Pavilion being unique, that does make a big it difference. It does make a big
3: difference. Also, though, um, it's actually especially with that becoming unique, uh, I would argue that now within the meta, strongly within the meta, there is a very hard counter to it. Yeah. In the form of Sync and the All-Seeing Eye. Sync, um, for anyone that doesn't know, is a two-sided identity. Yeah. On one side, it makes the runner pay extra to remove tags. So it costs them three credits instead of two credits if it's not from a card ability. And on the reverse side, which you can activate for a a click, and then we will stay on that side until you flip back, you pay two less to trash resources. Yeah. So even with a single wireless net, you're still only paying the two. All-seeing eye. Remove. Um, you can only play if the runner is tagged. That yeah. deck runs very you tag me. It mm-hmm. so yeah. will have a ton.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, that allow that it trashes all resources. Yes. Yeah. Bypassing the cost. But, bypassing um, the fall guys. Unless the runner can remove one of the corpse bad publicity to yeah. trigger it to, to cancel it. So off. that
0: Valencia has that kind of slight built-in shield because it because it gives has one a, anyway gives one yeah two versions of if card. you get
3: two out you can just go bam bam is it an operation it is an operation consulting
0: visits i love consulting visits. That,
3: uh, that's <laughs> very cheap to and very cheap influence wise so yeah, yeah.
0: It just lets you fish out because the corporations yeah. don't tend to have a lot of things that let them find what they want and what yeah. they need they don't have many tutoring cards no yeah and that's one one way i mean that's one of the cards i was probably going to talk about later because it's just so nice yeah and i like the picture um yeah, returning back to, to what I said then, after playing a few games, Jamie mentioned something that he'd heard on the Run Last Click podcast. Um, if you're if you're getting into Netrunner the same way we are, or if you're playing and haven't encountered them yet, um, another British podcast focusing exclusively on Netrunner, and they seem to do sort of every couple of weeks to a month, um, have been going for quite a long time and are incredibly knowledgeable, very entertaining and very worth uh, sort of listening to. Mm. Um, and this is the thing you can learn this game without actually playing the game you can listen to things watch videos we've been watching some recorded games as well I know me and Joe have especially yeah I've and um... start to learn about things that maybe don't turn up in your local games or or such like
5: I was listening to one of the podcasts and um, somebody mentioned that to really get good for tournaments Mm. um, and to know your deck well enough that you can play it almost Intuitively, Yeah. Um, you need to play it at least 100 times. Now, ouch. at the time I heard that, yeah, you know, I said ouch as well, because you know I've been playing Netrunner now for uh, a couple of years, two and a half years. Yeah. Um, but obviously, because the, at the time there wasn't a big meta in Peterborough, I've not had the opportunity to play a huge amount of games, yeah. even though I know quite a lot about the game. Um, and therefore, I don't think at that point I'd even played 100 games myself. So, you know, and thinking about, okay, now (coughs) I need to come up with a deck and play it a hundred times. Sounds like a heck of a challenge.
0: Anyway, I mentioned this to Brian. Yes, and my brain, I I quite like things I can break down into small, big goals I can break into small goals. Um, I like stats, numbers, pie charts, bar graphs. From um, English teacher percentages, really weird. yeah I was better at maths and science. Oh. Um, I think it's because I had to try harder to be better at English type things um, that I got more reward from those kind of things mm. and, and you know my, my results were fairly standard, but as a very young kid, I was very like, oh logic like a tiny Spock child. <laughs> um, and then yes it became more emotional as I aged. Um, but I took that as a challenge. So I have now been keeping a log of every game I play with those decks. I've uh, been keeping a track of each, all of the changes, which version of the deck I use for each game. And my plan is to get 100 games in with each, with at least with the identities, the decks may become fairly fluid. Yeah. Uh, but 100 games with Noise and 100 games with Argus um, before I go to the tournament and to see if that... If Aaron then beats me, uh, I'll be reduced to a quivering pile of weeping jelly. Challenge. Oh, no, it's cyberpunk. Space jelly um, (laughs) on the floor. Um, (coughs) Cyber jelly? Cyber jelly, of course. Jelly punk? No. No. Too far. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I'm going to open up my spreadsheet. That's what she said. Um, That was a terrible joke. Ignore me. Um, so how far have I got? I hear you cry, O oh denizens of the internet. Um, so running. In fact, I'm going to start with Argus first. <laughs> which I have termed netting on my spreadsheet because you've got the runner and then obviously it's net runner so you've obviously got the netter (laughs) who does the netting with its nets I love that
3: whenever there's these slightly awkward Brian saying something that he wants approval of he looks
0: at me because
3: I'm normally the one going for fuck's sake Um,
0: and I think you, sadly you might possibly be more normal Um, so I have currently played 24 games with Argus Um, I have a win percentage of 79%. wow, And obviously a lose percentage of 21%. So Argus I'm really happy with. Um, Now, interestingly, I know you record who you've played against ID-wise and everything else. Is there a faction or an ID that is causing you problems? Um, Valencia's Anarch deck is two of my five losses. Um, Two, three... Uh, I lost to uh, Hayley Shapers, There's... Kits Shapers very early on, and a Tenma Criminal deck, which was you, yes. Joe. Yeah, I will say, um,
5: though, actually, I think uh, one that's actually skewing the uh, the results in the win favour is quite a few games against my Janky Kit deck. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> I'm
0: not doing quite as well, um, although that Janky Kit deck did beat me. Once. Uh, once, yeah. <laughs> how many games? Um, quite a lot. Oh, <laughs> actually, I, I think I may have played a Jinteki deck against that one, because it says Tribe Jin. No. Yeah, I might have been playing Techie, I might need to remove that one. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so you win every we'll, uh, game with your deck against yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but mostly I've just been murdering people. Um, 50% of the time I'm scoring by flatlining them rather than mm. scoring out my agendas. Yeah. Um, but because it's quite rushy, there's quite a good threat. They have to come at me, yes. and then I counterpunch. See, that's it. To Ooh. me, I think
3: that's almost a perfect ratio if 50% yeah. of your games are scoring and 50% are flatlining. Yeah. Because yeah. it shows well, your deck can do both well. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so I'm, I'm happy with that deck. It needs tweaking, and as new cards come out, I'm going to keep trying new things. Um, I recently made a few changes. I will put up the latest version of this deck um, up onto Netrunner database and pop a link up so people can see what I'm using and maybe give me some suggestions how to make it even better or yeah. um,
3: well, we could look at um, having both of yours and the two decks maybe Aaron's looking and mm-hmm. playing as well put on there yeah, see we if can we can, put, can get a bit of maybe
5: we could get yeah. Fantasy Flight to print a special version of it <laughs> yes Oh,
2: be so nice. our faces on every card <laughs> um, no no, that would be awful oh, oh, I, I, could, I, could I could be a really disembodied there.
0: floating oh. holographic head staring down at the chaos I have caused right, the get Matt Salinger on the phone <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah um, so what about noise then however noise is almost the exact opposite so if we look at noise now noise I've had a little bit of a resurgence recently um, I've won my last four games with noise however before that um i had played 23 games and lost 19 of them so i was at the exact opposite way around it was 80% in fact it was slightly over 80% 20% yeah. the other way uh, and i was finding the the deck really really hard to use and i was i really liked the core ideas and the appeal of it yeah. um and i bought quite a lot of different things in um, different data packs to get different types of viruses in things like incubators progenitors um, I use the other what's the other thing that grows viruses
3: hive mind no hive mind incubator so mm-hmm. that one. progenitor gin what? the one that you said was shit and you were right Joe <laughs> of course I was um, is it oh the virus breeding ground virus breeding ground
0: awful yeah it's way too slow yes um and especially with some recursion, you just bring your incubators back out, which I did against um, Aaron earlier. Um, yeah, which was fun. Um, but I stuck with it. I kept going, um, kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. Other people. A lot of those losses have been on jinteki.net um, or against Joe. Uh, ironically, Joe using my Argus deck against me. Yes, because uh, Joe's not got many physical cards at this moment in time uh, but we'll have soon well um,
3: again by the time people are listening to this hopefully i will
0: aaron might have cut that though you <laughs> might have been boring people motherfucker, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> um, so yeah i but because jamie had said a hundred games i'm going well if i'm losing them at the beginning i just need to play more so i played more games <laughs> um so i'm currently sitting at Thirty percent and seventy um, to seventy percent win loss over twenty seven games. But
5: you have won, I believe, the last four games in a row.
0: Yes, so the last four games in a row, um, oh, I have. That, uh, I have won. Is that down? Do you think to a
5: tweaking the deck or your experience of playing the deck?
0: I know what I'm doing now. Um, I've built the deck around um, viruses. And there, with a few extra bits and pieces and some things. It's very similar to the noise shop deck. That's what I based it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got the economy working, that was where I was having problems. I kept running out of money and not being able to get the right cards. With a second core set that I went out and bought, I was able to put in an extra gin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to add another Scorched Earth to my Argus deck, which has been lovely. Because uh, <laughs> at one point, Joe ran at me got tagged and i had three in my hand which is enough to kill you by one point (laughs) yes because i had my crash bases out didn't i yeah and i was just able to kill you doing some some crazy death maths (laughs) (laughs) team crazy death maths
3: actually considering you two are playing the ones that are trying to flatline
0: yes seems quite fitting yeah team death maths could be good um i like it um yes what was i saying (laughs) Um, yeah, added some extra gin in there. tweaked the, the the various other sort of viruses, and now as soon as I get out, <coughs> there's a couple cards I'm looking for that I can tutor. And mm. I like, um, tutoring being basically using abilities in this case on the gin program to be able to look in uh, look in the stack, and di- dish out any viruses that I want. Even if the corp then decides to trash those, or I mess up and they, they, they trash it with ice or uh, whatever, I've then got lots of cards that let me take things out of my um, heap, bring them back into hand and play them again. And I did that against you quite a bit. Yes. Um, yeah.
2: I think it's for winning the game, essentially. Yeah. Uh,
0: things like Clot. I only have one copy of Clot, yeah. uh, which stops the corporation scoring an agenda the turn that they install it, which, which was- against your deck you were playing, it's a very quick deck.
2: Yes, yeah. The NBN yeah. debt was built for things to cheating around the amount of uh, advancement tokens you need to put on a yeah. agenda to score it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you you cleared the virus counters, which makes clock go away. Yeah, two turns later, it was back on the board. Yeah, and you'd wasted a whole turn. I'd had to spend some resources. I think I'd spent like three credits and yep. a card to get it right. back out. Um, but actually, I think that slowed you down more than it slowed it me did, down because yeah. I was able to do other things. Uh, While well, I was getting it back out as well, um, and I think what I'm now comfortable with being really, really aggressive early on. Um, and you again, Aaron, because it's fresh in our minds. I had probably made about a dozen runs against you before I installed an icebreaker. Yeah, yeah,
2: and we're getting through for the most part. Yeah, because anywhere you were weak,
0: I was picking. Yeah, um, and I was waiting till you looked like you didn't have much money yeah and then running so even if you do then res some ice it's going to be weaker ice it's probably not going to like murder me or anything like that mm. um but then there was one point where i wanted to get into um hq you had about four credits so i ran r&d first let you spend your credits resing the ice there mm. and then i ran on hq knowing that you didn't have much money left and that's yeah. a trick joe used against me during a Ginteki.net game and i went you bastard, I'm yeah. doing that if it, if it comes up <laughs> Yeah. so I think part of it also is seeing seeing more games, playing more games
4: Absolutely. Um,
0: but I do feel like I've progressed I feel better, I feel better as a as a player, hmm. which obviously if I was still as bad as I was when I hadn't played a single game, we'd be having issues but I feel like I've come on quite a bit yeah. I feel much more confident playing Yeah. Um, to the point where I've played a few games on ginteki.net and it's hmm. fun um, as opposed to
3: terrifying and yeah worrying. terrifying yeah. and
0: scare and expecting just to get hammered into the ground mm. every single time and that happened a little bit with noise to start with but yeah it's good so i've been really enjoying myself and i am currently ooh, 27 plus 24 51 games Oh, 52, because I haven't included the game we played yeah. earlier. Well, In, that make my percentages even better. Into your um, 200. Into my 200, yeah, because it's 100 with each deck. So I'm 25% on the
2: way there already, which is quite good. Um, Should we attempt to adopt a similar thing, Aaron? I'm considering it, actually. I might start yeah. doing that, keeping track of and trying to make a note. Mm. Of I think this. it's definitely going to be beneficial for Adam. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is working well. No, I need to change this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And depending on how we go with HB, they're, they're an interesting uh, faction for me because they're fairly standard. Yeah, yeah, they just they do standard corp things. Yeah, um, and in that, I think it's quite hard to make a particularly bad deck. I think you can make a bad NBN deck. I think you can make a bad Jinteki deck.
2: Yeah. wayland
3: and hb i think are a little bit easier to make
2: make a functioning deck at least even if it's not great you can at least make an easily functioning deck yeah whereas you have to know certain tricks to work with jinteki and mbn for it to actually function yeah let alone be good yeah yeah i'd agree with that
0: yeah i mean what i found really useful is obviously on i I have a spreadsheet to organize my thoughts (laughs) um like the good vulcan child that i am yeah um I've been making notes. So if I look back at games I've played, if I've won, I've put down how I've won, like maybe a gender score but, or flatline, but I'll have a note. So, um, Jamie, on the 16th of last month, mm-hmm. um, I played a game against your Shaper deck. I beat you 7-6 mm-hmm. and I had to build a glacier to stop you, which is not my normal normal tactic. So I've made a little note of what I've had to do each time. Mm. and how things have worked it's a really good idea, I yeah. think I should do something similar um, and maybe this is maybe taking things too far I don't know, but as you told me that we're going to go and play competitively and there is pride at stake um, I feel like I have to maybe do something like this because otherwise I'll, my scattered thoughts will will just float away in the wind yeah, take fucking note Aaron <laughs> <laughs> um, I make enough
2: of those yeah. Make, make Stop more. making my fun <laughs> work. <laughs>
0: um, and it's really interesting because there's a card that's been working really well in my deck that I'll talk about in a moment. That I hadn't realised how good it was till I looked through here. And pretty much every time I flatline someone, it's been it's been used. And it's not maybe a card mm. that you'd expect. So we'll talk about that. But that's only come up from keeping a note and realising yeah. and, and having having those uh, those notes uh, there cool I've also got a little thing that tells me everything I've bought so I don't buy anything twice
4: ah
5: I actually really want to buy it twice like opening moves well sorry, not anymore because it gets cycled out
0: yes yeah cool well,
3: why would you want to buy opening moves twice because they've got lots of Jacksons <laughs>
0: <laughs> just an army of of Howard's Jackson yes <laughs> I, see that's yes, that thing you could,
5: <laughs> yes you don't need any more than three at once but if you're building several corp decks you kind of need Unless she's switching them out of deck protectors all the time. So. I
3: just use the same deck protector for everything. <laughs>
5: I'm <laughs> going to have
0: 11 soon.
5: That did phone me the other day when Alan was playing HB and yellow deck protectors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's all about the mind games, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is
3: why, you, if you're playing Gentec, you use the snare protectors. Because yeah. they keep thinking about and
0: snares. Yeah, yeah, it makes them go, it could be. <laughs> I've got a snare deck protectors. Yeah. But I put a different core pin and i've taken the snares out of that deck now but they might be snares and yes. it's
3: always going to have i think it will always have a little thing where people go yeah but it could be a triangle,
0: so as we have tentatively penetrated the dusky meta that is netrunner um we have <laughs> dusky meta i don't know why, it, why dusky it's because that's it's, what it's me. dark and i was all up for penetrating the meta but it, it's it's opaque it's opaque yeah that's the word I'm looking for you can't just look at a card in isolation you have to know the cards it links to the combos that it creates the way things interweave therefore it's not just a simple case of learning or look, you know, looking no, I wouldn't it. say it's opaque translucent maybe Translu- well that's the opposite of opaque no, transparent <laughs> is
3: the opposite of opaque translucent's that middle Slightly one that you use for Moving bedroom off. Uh, anyway
0: <laughs> bullshit aside <laughs> um Yeah, um, I've introduced a couple friends to Netrunner now Hmm. within just the the five weeks I think that I've been playing it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm just showing people. Um, And having sort of progressed from feeling like beginners to maybe sort of an intermediate stage or at least not a complete noob, what things would we recommend for people that are beginners? So they're starting out, they've learnt the rules. How then do they start to develop their play and start to um, effectively play Netrunner? I actually had this conversation with somebody today. Okay, cool.
3: Um, I believe and I stand by the fact that the easiest way to learn the game is by playing the core set and using HB and Shaper. Okay. Because they do standard... the, the HB, as we said, do standard corp things. Yep. They build up ice, they score agendas. Yes. It's kind of what they do. Shaper do standard runner things in the core set, you
0: know, yeah. where they
3: go I have a suite of icebreakers and I break into your servers, Yes, and I think that is the best way to learn the base mechanics of the game Cool. if you then want to expand your game um, change one of them yeah. so with the person you're playing against, if you want to play against a different core, if you want to understand how traces work use mm-hmm. the NBN deck, if you want to play with a little bit more risk and some traps and maybe a little less ice play the Jinteki deck if you want that I don't think Waylander necessarily is an important step to take when learning the game with core only, because I don't think they offer too much difference.
0: I think the, the murdering people with meat damage mm. that you decide when you play is is, is, a is, is different nice aspect of the but game. I
3: think if you're just playing the decks as pure faction decks, yeah. I don't think the Wayland one adds much because it suffers in not having enough way to tag.
0: Yes, yeah. Um
3: with the runner, again, if you want to learn some of the bypassing tricks, I think playing Criminal is really cool. And if you want to then learn an com- almost completely different, disruptive way of playing, the Anarch deck works really
0: nicely for that. Yeah, so, so you start with a kind of basic yeah. vanilla, let's say vanilla,
4: that, you know, vanilla no, can be nice, vanilla perfect... ice
0: cream is still nice, better than no fucking ice cream, yeah. <laughs> Just licking a wooden stick and crying because a seagull stole it, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very nice introduction to the game. Yeah. And then you add in the different sort of twists, the different yeah, flavours. you add sprinkles, maybe put a flake in the side. Yeah. Um, well, um, maybe cough on it and get some viruses going on. <laughs> <laughs> Share with your friends.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good place to start. I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff online you can find about suggested starter decks as well, which yeah. add in some yeah. other stuff. But even just experimenting yourself. Read the book, find out how the influence works. It's Very simple.
5: Yeah.
3: And change some things about.
5: I mean, especially obviously with the core set, um, each of the runner factions has a specific weakness when it comes to breaking ice. Um, yes, it does. And, and you kind of have to import at least one other card from another faction to make the decks kind of work. To so make effective, it, yeah. yeah.
0: You've so, got Crypsis in every deck that can break anything. You do, but, he's, um, but it, expensive and
2: time-consuming yeah
5: so you need to really start to think about what you can you start importing so there is a lot of potential just in the core set yeah. um, for starting to explore the idea of being able to import cards from other factions
3: yeah i mean and from the corpse side of that as well um both nbn and wayland jump up miles in power just by importing a few of each other's cards nbn takes a cup of some scorched earths Wayland takes a few data ravens. Yeah, pretty much. Data ravens
0: is the is the good one.
3: And um that instantly gives you a huge boost in in
0: what you can do. Yes.
3: So or maybe even a couple of snares in either as well if mm-hmm. you want to go a bit
0: more gilly. The first thing I I did with the the Wayland deck was I took the core deck. I chucked out things like Melange Mining Corp and um a couple of the other bits that don't are particularly that that You really slow things down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, imported some Data Ravens and some snares. and have yeah. read my mind. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah because I, I just like traps.
3: Yeah. Well, this is it. And, and it really, felt, I think as well, for anyone that's new, you cannot overemphasise how good the core set is. Yes. As a learning yeah. tool
0: and how much you ch- just learn what all the cards do. Yeah. And, and what you learn isn't then going to be completely invalidated by updating what you do. So many of those cards are still about... The strategies, yeah. the tactics are still... And rare.
5: even things rare. where the big changes have happened, for example, like with Astro Script and yeah. the changes that have happened from the core set to now, um, you've still at that point now learned about Fast Advance, and mm-hmm. now that particular style of Fast Advance has probably gone out of fashion a little bit. There are new styles and new ways yeah. you can
3: do yeah. it. So. Well, I mean, the, the, the core set has Astro's and Sansan mm. in
4: it. Mm.
3: key fast advanced cards fair enough you can't have free Astros anymore because it was OP as shit but <laughs> it's really nice to have mm. a few different things in it's there not and biotic labour
0: as well yeah. yeah it's not as bad in the core set no because no. you haven't got all the other cards that came along that made the core cards more yes. powerful than they were just in core you yes. lose those, those things so you Know if we were to play corset stuff, I wouldn't say, Oh, you can't have three of those. I'd be, no, right, cool. Fair well,
3: enough. when when we played at the Hobbit Hall for mm-hmm. our, the tournament me and Jamie went to, um, one of the I think it was actually the only the shop just had a
5: corset. That yeah, he there was to play. two people there, pretty much just had corsets, well, him he, and Cafe.
3: Yes, um, but he said, Oh, I want to, um, I want to run MBN. And the guy that was helping him set the deck up went, Oh, Astros are reduced now, and everyone there went. We if you're just if you're playing a pure core deck and you're not adding anything from any other packs in, play Mdn yeah. use three Astros
0: because you'd need to otherwise go and buy some agendas somewhere and yeah because yeah, you don't have them nice.
3: yeah. and we well and again like you said the Astros aren't that, that bad hard. in that deck yeah, yeah in those decks yeah um and to be honest the more I've played this um and I've said this to to all of you guys. I'm so glad, after watching a ton of uh, teamwork casts, yeah. online things, and tournament reports, yeah. I am so glad Astro's got reduced to one per deck, Yeah. even as a primarily NBN player, even though I've been flirting with HB a little bit. um, It was just so good, and I'm really hoping that it slowly pushes a few other corps into prominence when, when it comes to tournaments. Because yeah. the, the sea of yellow is a bit boring.
5: Yeah. yeah. Um, now, one quick tip. Um, <laughs> yeah. One quick tip that I've got um, is actually related to... Uh, I've been playing games with Aaron occasionally yes. recently. And I'll actually, so actually have it as advice for Aaron as well. Is that um, I find that initially you've been quite, as a runner, um, a little bit passive. So, the yeah. example, especially early game... Not being aggressive and doing those early kind of testing runs. It's,
2: it's. I think it's one of the reasons I've leaned towards Adam a little bit because he kind of forces me to do that. Yeah. Like, it's making me more comfortable just going, I go and go for it. And I'd yeah. suggest it for anybody. You know, especially where you're getting into the game, is is
5: run early, run aggressive because yeah. you're going to learn some information, even if it ends up hurting you in some way. Yeah. So that's definitely a quick tip.
0: Yeah. As I as I said, I mean, I made those dozen runs before even installing an icebreaker because because you had to install things in servers. Yeah. Um, you obviously weren't getting your ice out very quickly in that particular deck you were playing mm. and one thing the thing I really like about Noise is that he allows you to put pressure um, because he mills through yeah he mills cards into archives when he yeah. installs his viruses So the game is running a lot faster yeah. at that point yeah. so quite often what I'll do in my first couple of turns is install two or three viruses and then just run archive I might yeah. have popped something in there and most people if they've got a couple of ice they might uh, ice up hq and Mm r&d but they might leave archives open if they're then using an ice to ice up um, r&d maybe that's meant that hq is a better place to hit because Mm -hmm. they've got more agendas in hand because they haven't been able to build a safe server for their agenda because they've got another place to protect so then you come in and hit them at a different angle and Mm -hmm. maybe grab out an ice breaker or just chance your arm because sometimes people will put ice down. Doesn't mean you can't take a punch and get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might get you might get tagged early.
5: Yeah, unless it's got a barrier, get rid know, of it that ends the run. Yeah, you're probably yeah. still going to get in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and if it's very early in the game, they generally don't have enough money for the really nasty stuff. You hit something behind a Turing,
4: Yeah,
0: which is a really nasty thing. Very high, very high strength. Yeah. Um, hard to get through unless you spend three clicks to run through it Yeah, I hit it you installed something behind it and I went I'm going to hit that first see what happens and through sheer dumb luck I was like do you know I think that's an agenda I'll spend my turn get through it yeah. and I managed to steal something out from India you. you hadn't really done anything wrong but because I was being aggressive
2: you got past that I, yeah.
0: managed to, yeah, I managed to yeah whereas if I kind of nervously messed around or done something oh I'll I need an extra I just went for it hmm. And it let me get through. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, as you've been playing a bunch of different decks, Aaron. Yes. Have you found anything apart from be
2: aggressive early that's particularly helpful for a newer player? Other than to probably do that a little bit for a start. To be honest, we building decks now. I feel more confident going in because, like you mm. said, building a runner deck is absolutely the Backside, yeah. Because uh, you don't know
3: what the puzzle you're trying to solve is. No,
2: and especially when you don't understand what the different puzzles you could come across could be. Yeah. So even though I've essentially had to suck it up and lose quite a lot of games right now, mm-hmm. I have learned a lot about the decks I've toyed with. In essence, mm-hmm. and I think that's quite useful. And I think that's mm-hmm.
1: worth
5: mentioning as well is the fact that every single game of Netrunner you play, you will learn something. Yeah. Even if yeah. you're a seasoned veteran, you'll probably still learn something by playing a new game. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I
0: will say that my, my thing for people who are just starting out is just to play lots of games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're sat opposite someone, you play a game. If you think you've learned something, so, you you know, I've, I've played games where I've played against you guys and I've lost horribly and I've gone, I should have done that, I should have done that, I should have done that. Can we play again? And you play mm. again and you play the same deck rather than swapping because traditionally you swap back and forth. Actually... Playing three or four games in a row with the same deck lets you really get to know what you're doing, refine your strategy and get to know what you're doing. And it's fun because hopefully you'll do a little better each time. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, the card of the run, the man of the match. Um, That doesn't really work, does it? (laughs) Never mind. Um, The cards, the MVPs, if we're, we're being American, the cards that maybe have surprised us slightly or the cards that we have found really really useful so it might be an icebreaker that we found invaluable or it might even be a combination of cards that we found really really good yeah um, just things just little bits that we've, we've uh, we found that maybe you could consider um, maybe something that's slightly unusual Aaron is there anything that you found gesturing at
2: you like a twat <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I, can't, I'm, I was struggling to come up with combos and stuff off the top of my head again probably because I've played so many different things mm. I've got so much stuff in the top of my head yeah to um, so other than a couple of cards I've gone oh, I really like those like Global Food Initiative which is a quite a core one that seems to be in almost everybody's core yes. deck at some point because it's a five point five point advancement it's, card it's which a... scores you three as yeah. a corp but only scores the runner two if they steal it because yes. they're stealing something positive for people and I really liked the, the theming of that and I found that quite useful as a just generally yeah. the deck because yeah. you, you're restricting how much the runner can do
0: yeah, in my mind, the runner, once they've got all those agendas, goes public, shares it on the internet, tells yeah. everyone what's going on. And if they yeah. go, those bastards at Weyland, they were going to feed the Africans, yeah. <laughs> it's maybe not quite the... Actually,
5: I think it's a picture of London Bridge, or Tailbridge, sorry, on the card. So actually, really? it's feeding the British.
0: <laughs> well, after after Brexit, things swiftly went downhill. If you check our Brexit the board game podcast, you'll, you'll see you'll why. <laughs> know some of the things that we expect to happen in the near future. Yeah. Yeah, a global food is really, really good because yeah. um, it's. I've now got a deck where I can win by scoring three agendas as a corporation, but the runner has to steal four. Yeah. You can't beat my deck without scoring. Well, unless you've got things that count as agendas, and there's a few other abilities. But if you're just going purely on stealing my agendas, nothing is worth more than two points. Yeah. To mm-hmm. the runner, but I can score two global foods and and, and a two point agenda and win. Yeah. That puts me in the uh, the advantage. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, I, was, so. I, I think that idea actually links in quite nicely to one of my um, favourite cards I've been playing with recently. So, uh, I've been playing my Stabby Jinteki deck, mm. um, which just has lots of different ways to hurt the runner. Um, usually kind of Death by a Thousand Cuts style, so mm. lots of little bits of net damage here and there. Um, and even the idea of him playing Personal Evolution um, deals a net damage if the runner steals an agenda, or if the court scores an agenda. Yes. So there's lots of little bits. But additionally, Joe has pushed me with the idea to keep adding more cards to my deck. Because <laughs> um, I was trying to keep it low. And then I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll add a few more cards. And I ended up with like 55 cards, I think, in my deck. And Joe pointed out that, um, you know, at 55, you have to have so many genders in your, in your deck. 25, I believe. Agenda points. I think that's correct. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't change until you hit more than 59 cards in your deck. Yeah. And what I was trying to do is have lots of small, low-cost agendas, lots of 1.2-point mm. point things. So Global Foods, for example, has been quite useful for that because it means I can have a slightly higher-scoring one in there, which is still low to the yeah. runner. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, it's lots of little um, things that aren't really that worth that much to me. And I don't really mind if they get stolen. Yeah. Mm. And the reason I don't mind if they get stolen is because I'm running... One, and it has to be one because it's limited to one per deck, but one Philotic Entanglement, Mm. which is quite nice. It's an agenda. It costs three to advance. It's worth two points. But when you score Philotic Entanglement, you do one net damage for each agenda in a score score area. (laughs) So (laughs) if they've stolen six one-point agendas or five (laughs) one-point agendas then suddenly they're, you score this out and they're
2: taking five points or six points yeah. of net damage.
0: Plus the extra point of
5: Plus net damage.
0: <laughs> the extra point of yeah. net damage
5: from scoring it with the PE Identity. Oh, I
2: yes. got a chance to play that deck when, when I was playing with Jamie uh, earlier in the week. And I realised that that was what was being set up as so I was going through it and going, oh, he's, he's just stealing little tiny agenda cards. Psychologically, that's really mean. And then that card came up and I went, Oh, this would be hilarious if this happens. You imagine Nick it off me, unfortunately, but it's yes. just so evil. Well, I love, I love that card.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a really, uh, a really nice one. Uh, one thing is it you? Is it Chronos Project mm. you run? That's it's a, a
3: neutral it, yeah. agenda
5: I do. I, I do tend to run uh, run that quite a lot because obviously there's a lot of recursion in the game from the winner side of things
0: yeah I use a lot of recursion and you managed to chronos project all my shinies away in one game and I I was like what what's happened (laughs) bugger and I was rebuilt you you kind of trashed most of my stuff and then made set fire to it all and I had to completely <laughs> rebuild and again, as, halfway through the game that's that is again <laughs>
5: a low cost neutral agenda that's one that is, is my in my gym tech I think that yeah, that always seemed to come about after me playing Apex a bit yes. and
3: going look, look at all the things I trash and then bring back and do this yes. stuff and you kind of just went well I'll fucking end in that we, <laughs> seem have,
0: we seem to have an agenda focus are any of yours agendas because we can no. just talk about agendas no, then no we won't just talk about agendas <laughs>
3: Joe do you want to go next I can do um I've been enjoying a couple of different combos I'm very much enjoying the card blackmail which Uh, is as long as the corp has at least one bad publicity you can play the card it costs one you make a run at a server and the corp cannot res any ice for the remainder of the
5: run it's evil it seems so cheap it it is
3: wonderful Um, it's really mean when paired with Valencia
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
3: because she starts the game giving corp bad pub yeah um uh but on in decks i like playing criminals so i've been running it with the corporate scandal current uh which is again awesome it is a three cost uh currents work that they stay in play until the opposing side scores or steals an agenda so while this is in play the corp has one additional bad publicity yeah allowing you to use your blackmails and run in and steal things yeah which yeah, anyone that knows the game, it's amazing. Um, apart from that, theres i mean there's been a couple of things I quite like. Nothing
5: huge. So that's from the runner side of things. Is there anything yes. from the corpse side of things that you've been really taken with?
3: Um, yeah, playing a couple of games with HB, I've fallen in love a bit with Architect. Because mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Yeah. Um... What does Architect do for the people that don't know? Architect is a Sentry Ice. It costs four to res and is strength three. It has two subroutines, the first of which is the Corp looks at the top five cards of R&D and may install one of those cards, ignoring all install costs. So it's quite good to go, oh, they're running on R&D at the moment. I look at the top five cards, one of them's an agenda. I'll slide it out and hide it over in a different server. Yeah. And the second one is the core pay installer card from archives or HQ, but you do pay the costs for this one. Again, allows you to get things out. Um, Really nice for recurring things like Jackson's and everything else. It it just adds a a really nice, um, almost sort of fluidity, and you don't mind things getting stolen quite so much. Yeah, being able to drag econ cards like Adonis or Eve campaign back out from trash into play for not much money. Apart from that, I've been really enjoying like exchange of information shenanigans. Oh, that winds me up! Yep, (laughs) really annoys me. And this is why I love it because it makes people (laughs) do that.
0: Yeah, Um, stealing back a global food that's only worth two to the opponent and making it worth three for you is like rubbing my my favourite thing to do
3: is to have scored a fifteen minutes. um, Have the runner tagged. Swap the fifteen minutes for a global food. Giving, yeah. swapping a one-point agenda for a three-point agenda
0: yeah
3: so they've only lost one point at this and i've gained two which is really nice yeah. spending a click allows you to take 15 minutes out of their score area and put it back in r&d yeah yeah um <laughs> giving overall a four-point shift in scores yes which is horrible yeah
5: um and also just the look on their face when it happens it's yeah possible.
0: yeah uh that happened to me once and i still remember it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: um yeah that that's I love that i I'm, I'm although I need to start putting in more effort to play breaking news as well um
5: yeah. i've I've got a runner um kind of things I just wanted to talk about briefly mm-hmm. um so if you've been listening to the last podcast that we've talked about Netrunner at all, you probably know that um I'm looking at possibly trying to make a real peddler kit deck work. Um, now, Kit's uh, identity ability is that the first piece of ice you encounter each turn gains codegate until the end of the run. Yeah? So there's the three main types of ice, and she basically, when she encounters it, doesn't matter what it is, it becomes a codegate gate as well as the thing it already is. Yeah. Um, so I paired that up with refractor, and refractor being um, an icebreaker decoder, so it breaks code gates of routines quite cheaply. Uh, it's one to break and then one to raise the strength of refractor by three. And it only starts at two. So, you yes. know, it's quite cheap to, to use. But you have to use stealth credits to raise the strength. Yeah. So you have to have, you know, your rig set up to have stealth credits available. Yeah. And that's one of the things at the moment that's been slowing it down is getting the stealth credits and making sure that they, they're regularly usable. Um, now... In the most recent data pack, I haven't got it yet. But the most re- recent data pack that came out, there's a new card uh, called Net Mercury. I can't even pronounce it. Net Mercure. M E I C U R. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, it's a shape of resource. It's virtual and it's stealth. Okay. And it says the first time you spend at least one credit from a stealth card, each run place one credit on Net Mercure and draw a card. So that's a bit of economy. Yeah. Yeah use credits on net mercure for anything that's an interesting sentence Mm. so for start it's great you got an extra bit of free money but this card itself being stealth means it is also stealth credits yes so i'm i'm putting this straight in my deck as soon as I get a chance now it it is uh unique yeah so you can only have the one out. Because but... otherwise that would just be so good. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. you get three
0: credits every time, not but one. But I,
5: th- I think, yeah. as... as um, you know, I've, I've still not made this deck work fully. It's been a little bit slow, but I'm hoping that this will hopefully swing it a little bit. The other thing I wanted to mention with this whole kind of combo side of things is the fact that it's all well and good that the first piece of ice that Kit meets is a coat gate. Aaron and then what happens... Sad, right. <laughs> what happens when... You get to the next piece of ice and the next piece of ice after that because if your only icebreaker is a refractor then you're not getting through the barriers you're not getting through the sentries. Nope. but what if you don't need to um <laughs> what if you've got out a surfer okay which says to pay two credits to swap a piece of barrier ice currently being encountered with a piece of ice directly before or after it okay so you, you can move the position of the ice then the run continues from this new position and you are still encountering that ice Now, if you then paintbrush that piece of ice you encounter to a barrier, it's both a barrier and a code gate, that first piece of ice, and then you can surf it all the way into the core of the server, just as long as you have the credits to get through. Now... It's janky. Its you relies on a lot of cards being in the right places, and that's why it's not working perfectly. But it's funny when, when it works, works yeah. and it's fun. It's fun to play. Well,
3: the other thing yes. is the other thing, that, and the reason I think that this little combo is actually kind of um, elegantly beautiful in the way it works is that no matter what, if you've got Paintbrush out mm. and Surfer out. Mm-hmm. and a a refractor, then actually nothing gets in your way. Yes. As long as as you've got enough stealth credits to to fuel it. one run per turn, you turn the first card into a code gate, regardless of what it is. And with Paintbrush, you also turn it into a barrier, regardless of what it is. Yeah. And then with Surfer, it goes to the bottom. So next time you come up against a different card but it doesn't matter because you turn it into a go gate and
5: a yeah. barrier and you surf it through again. <laughs> yeah. And if there's some, re- it does happen to be some card that has some special ability that messes with this, yeah, you just make sure you have a, an Esher in your deck as well so you can move the ice around and job done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very, it, when it, it's worked against me a couple of times, I yes. think you surfed down five bits of ice at one point <laughs> yes. uh, straight into an agenda and I was like, hey, am I playing this game right if just happened? <laughs> Um, yeah yeah, Yeah. it's very very good I I did
3: actually want to just jump back to two things, one another card that I absolutely love Mm. Apocalypse Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. again because of the reactions it gets, it's a fantastic card if you've made a run (laughs) (laughs) if you've made a successful run on Archives, R&D and HQ in the same turn, you may play this card Um, it costs three and it takes every single installed card the corp has which is ice and agendas and assets and upgrades yeah and puts them all in the trash yeah it yeah. resets the entire game state I,
4: what,
3: what it also does is it takes all the runner cards you've got installed and turns them upside down yeah which sounds awful and splashing apocalypse into other decks it can be because you can't do anything with those cards unless you've mm. got ways of destroying it, um, installed cars. But it does allow you to, yeah, reset the board state to one where the runner was in control. Yeah, so Runner in the early the game.
0: Beginning. and with Apex,
3: uh, he has a lot of things in there that uses these t- cards that are installed to fuel other things like yeah. breaking ice, re- reducing damage, etc. Yeah. So
0: it's a really, really nice. You, you were, last time you played that against me, you Apocalypse-did me twice. Yes. So the post-apocalyptic people um, <laughs> also managed to to find some kind of chemical weapon or, or similar. Uh, but you did, because you had to turn your own heartbeat console upside down, I was quick enough and I had enough money and the right cards in hand just to punch back in the face hard enough to kill you and stop yes. you doing it. Otherwise, I think you were run one run away from archives to winning the game because yeah, yeah. I had so much stuff in there and I was just like... I've got my puzzle pieces. <laughs> Quick, I can I can do my thing. Um, um,
3: one of the other things I'm thinking of doing, this is a new revelation for the podcast cool. and for you
0: guys. Podcast revelations. Not as good as the original podcast. <laughs> 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 is that just silent Hill um,
4: films? <laughs> where,
3: where Jamie's taken a, an ID he likes and is determined to make it work. Now they're releasing more cards along the same lines. I'm very tempted to do the same thing. I really like the idea of Khan, Mm. the criminal, Mm. um, who can install ice after passing a piece of ice. Install an icebreaker after passing a piece of ice. Yes. Because it it was kind of a cool idea when it was released. Now they're releasing more of the Birds of Prey. Really excited to play this. Yeah. It looks like a very... It's something I'm going to have to put in 100 games to be any fucking good with, Mm. but it looks really, really fun. So I might... Take up this hundred game challenge with Khan.
0: Cool, I like that. Um,
3: and see how that goes.
0: Mostly because if you will take up the hundred game challenge, I'm winning because I'm I'm twenty five <laughs> games ahead on each Enough side in counting. So I'm <laughs> <playing>. <laughs> starting yeah. now. Um, but yeah, this is the thing. The game changes as new things uh, come yeah, out. So um, we're still waiting for one of her
3: cards or her themed cards that breaks barriers. But I'll just use
0: paperclip in the meantime because it's really good. It's good, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna give you any tips on cards for running because, as we said, I've not I lost a lot <laughs> uh, with noise. So I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna pick three cards. Give you a three for the price of two because I'm not giving you one on the other side uh, that I've been using my Arcus deck. Um, first of all. A card that I kind of threw in just because it looked good and I didn't realise quite how good that particular card is. The first one is the card Consulting Visit. Now, the way I kill people in my deck is to tag them and then scorched earth them to death. Uh, that's kind of the plan. Um, and that normally requires you to have at least one Scorched Earth. And I've been using SEA Source. I don't call it source because Joe gets annoyed. I do. No, it why do like, you call it seasource? It sounds like seesaw. It does. Or like a seahorse. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds good. So C-source, um allows me to, um, if the runner has made a successful run, I can trace them and tag them. Once I've done that, I'm then able to play Scorched Earth and hopefully win the game. And I've got a few other little tricks and stuff. Now, you can only have three each of these cards and actually C source, SEA source, um, delete as applicable, costs influence, it's not a Wayland card. So I've actually only got two in the deck. They tend to come up quite a lot. Maybe I've put three in and, and not realized, uh, but they- um, Judge. And until recently, I, I didn't have the second core set to have a physical copy of another Scorched Earth in there. So I was using traffic accidents. They're not as good. You need to be tagged twice. Uh, They don't do as much damage. They are cheaper. Um, But what I found is including a good handful, I think I've got three, uh, consulting visits in there. They're a Wayland cards, they don't cost me any influence, but I think they're only a couple influence for other people. And it allows you for two credits and two clicks, the initial click to play it, and another click on top. It allows you to search through R and D for an operation and play it as long as you pay the cost. That means that if the runner has left himself exposed to my uh, my kill strategy, I only need one piece of the puzzle and a consult and visit. I only need the sea source in hand. And I can consult and visit the scorched or I need the scorched in hand and I consult and visit the sea, C- the sea source, the seesaw. Yeah, um, it changes the balance of the deck oh, right. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> with its sea sourcing. Um, it, um, it makes that combination of cards so much more likely to be in hand mm. or playable. Uh, it makes it so much easier to do that. And I think it's one of the things I've used. If I look through very quickly, my list of, of wins, um, from my very, very nerdy thing there. Um, oh, that one was good. C double sports. Mm, lovely. Um, yeah. The consultants are turning up almost every other kill has mm-hmm. involved the consultants um it makes it so much more threatening because you don't need to keep drawing to try and find those cards i love that
5: comment to consultant to sea to scorch grim is useless <laughs> <laughs> yes what? it is what's grim Grim? that shit piece of ice you were using.
0: oh yeah yeah that was a, a comment and then that got taken out in the uh, 1.2 upgrade of said deck mm. um yeah and I've just been making notes as I said but consultants the, the visiting consultants that's uh, a consulting visit is really really good it's a nice way of getting those pieces out and the corporations don't seem to have a lot of that mm. um searching through r&d and digging out what you need um so it's good I've liked that uh, something else I have used quite successfully which doesn't seem to get a lot of love because um, oh. it's a slightly tricky co- card to use. I love it. Um, I don't think we're talking about the same card. Oh, okay. um, I know you love the next one. We will <laughs> talk about that. Uh, it's actually the Zealous Judge card. Oh,
5: that is a good card, though.
0: Yeah. Um, I found what the Zealous Judge does. It can only be resed, um when the corporation has uh, sorry when the corporation has tagged the runner. So the runner needs to have a tag. One thing that, that happens quite a lot is that the corporation will get tagged and the Argus identity does meet damage or tags people. Um, and I can immediately, if I've installed Zealous Judge in a server, I can immediately they steal an agenda off of me. They say, Oh, I'll just take the tag because I can pay it off before my next go. And I go, Right, the moment you're tagged at the end of that um, at the end of um, that particular action in the paid ability window um
5: he's learning yeah i am
0: learning um i didn't even know these existed for quite a long time they're (laughs) exciting um i can res my zealous judge he then allows me to play a click and a credit to tag the runner again
4: yeah
0: and it starts to again i can i don't need to use a c source to tag um Obviously, it needs to be defended, needs to be installed, and the moment that the run... I mean, I know, Joe, I've played you. The moment you see one of those, you trash it, generally. You just kill it. Which normally is a sign to me of a good card, because your opponent doesn't want to see it on the board. But I know you're not that much of a fan.
3: No, but I don't like SEA Source either as a card. No, no. Because I... Primarily play NBN, and I have better ways to tag people. Yeah, I mean, I've considered as a Wayland player. Yeah, I think it would probably appeal to me a lot more. Yeah, because my go-to is mid seasons.
0: Yeah, which is very expensive and needs an agenda to have been taken. Uh, you
3: can only play it if they
0: stole the an agenda last
3: turn. You, it initiates a trace, much like SEA source.
0: Much stronger.
3: Um, I don't know if the trace is stronger. Cost trace five. five. Okay, it costs five to play, and it's trace five. Yeah, but every point you beat them by gives them a tag. Yeah, so is... you
0: can dump a load of tags on them. That is very hard almost forces to them to
3: ignore being
0: tagged at that point and just accept their fate. Yes, but as a wayland player, it's far too much influence. I lose too much other things. Yeah, out, too many other things out of my deck. Um, and yeah, just another way of tagging people. I mean, I've got data ravens in there, so you can encounter a data raven, decide to go for it, and I can immediately get a zealous judge working if I put him out. So it works, normally. Yeah, it does.
5: Well, actually, just made me think of a quick tip, which I was forming in the middle of here, uh, which is related to tagging. Um, I mean, it's not really a tip; it's a core rule of the game. But one thing that I tend to forget all the time is that when the one is tagged, you can trash their resources. Yes. You can pay and pay and use a click to trash resources. And it didn't occur to me until quite recently. For example, Hades Shard is a bloody resource.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could trash that damn thing. Yes. Yes. I, I, I trashed one of Aaron's. Yeah. And he was like, What are you doing? I was like, "Resource." Yeah. yeah. It goes away now, Aaron. Bye bye. Try to remember that. Yes.
3: I need to. Um, Hades Shards, Katie Jones, Mm -hmm. Daily Casts, Tamujin Contracts.
0: There's so many things that are resources that are good. The runner will generally have something. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so you can can get in there and mess their stuff up even if you can't kill them. Against that Valencia deck we talked about earlier.
3: Resources are everything. Trash (laughs) its
0: resources at every opportunity. If you spend three clicks and six credits trashing three resources, you're probably helping yourself win the game. Mm -hmm. Massively so. Because it puts down five or six resources, and then suddenly it has the pieces to just screw you over completely. Uh, The last card I've been enjoying is a a fairly recent card to come out, and this is the one I think you like as well, It is, because
5: I believe it's the card that I most recently added to my uh, Jinteki deck.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, Is the neutral card, Pryseq. Uh, which came out in Blood Money. Um, it's an upgrade. It's an ambush. It And um, if you the runner accesses Prysec while it's installed, you can pay two credits to give them a tag and a meat damage.
3: Yeah, see, I looked at this card initially and went, eh, that's alright. Yeah. I'd possibly consider it. Because I thought it was a fucking asset. No. As, no. A, as an upgrade that can be stacked, stacked yeah. I think it's yeah. stunningly
5: good yes. possibly a big money intensive it's a cost to, inst- to, to, to res but you, that's because you don't need to res no right no it. but it's just it, everything about it goes okay, three to trash yeah, know, it everything everything it, to... Nice. yeah it doesn't cost you anything just nice it doesn't cost you anything to res
3: I think the only reason for that is because it's not a card you ever no, no. you would ever res but it's yeah. just got all the right numbers although actually just to go <laughs> Yeah, come on. there's three of them here <laughs> yeah Do you really want to come back to some cards?
0: Yeah, again, the mind games of it of revealing them. And for me, for the Argus deck, again, it plays into doing meat damage and tagging Mm -hmm. someone. Mm. So it's another way. It reinforces the core... Aim of my deck. Knowing it's an upgrade, it's something that might find its way
3: into my NBN decks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. F-
5: from my from my Ginteki deck point of view, I mean, the fact that you know, you know, you're going to take a net damage when you steal an agenda, mm. you've probably taken some net damage getting into my server. That just adds, you know, that one extra one will yeah. probably put you over the edge. Yeah, just extra little nibbles mm. is always good. Actually,
3: if we're talking about favourite cards, I uh, <clears throat> I've not played a game with this um i've not even seen one in the flesh yet but fuck me am i excited for boom <laughs> yes oh yeah. my god um <laughs> yeah. for anyone that doesn't know they have to have two tags much like the traffic accident uh it's a double to play so it costs you two clicks to play it um but it deals
0: seven seven meat damage yeah um and that's horrible. That's in theory. If, if without protection, that's enough to kill anyone. Because you should have finished anyone. your go. Well, again, you can increase your hand size, but that's side can't that as protection. Yeah, um, myself. Yeah. So your, your yeah. standard five cards that you finish your turn with. max yes. is gone.
3: <laughs> yeah, and against a deck like the NBN decks I favour that, that tag quite heavily. It's a scary prospect. Now, interestingly,
5: yeah. this, this card is being included in the Escalation data pack, isn't ah. it? And obviously, with the word Escalation, it's based around the thematic 23 seconds, the kind of the, kind of the bank job um, yep. theme. Um, the idea of this escalating war between the runners and the corp and things getting overpowered. But the next data pack is called Intervention. Mm. So I'm going to be really interested to see if there's any nice counters to these type of things, or things that really help balance it out. There's again. already
3: yeah. some pretty nice cards out there that so mm.
5: I've looked at recently. Uh, things like Lawyer Up. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I really like. Hate your trail. I believe is the other one that you you must play as your first click, and it drops all tags.
5: Yeah, uh, Lawyer Up I pretty much splash into decks if I can, 'cause it's one cost. Um, you know, to include it. Um, so having one floating around is always useful. Then mm. you remove tags cheaply. Cool. Paper tripping is the one I was thinking of. And of course Crash Space from the uh from the corset. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, Crash Space is really
5: good. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. for a long time people didn't use it, but it's it's found
0: favour again. Yeah, you use that quite a bit, Joe. Sometimes you have many of them. I I've started using it recently, <laughs> yes. Um cool. So yeah, so there's uh, just some uh, tips now. We're nearly done with our tentative penetration of the meta. Um just want to very quickly mention, while we spoke about Boom,
3: Yeah. one of the things that me and Jamie have both commented about liking is generally when there's a really, really good card that comes out, there's a counter to it in the same pack. Yeah. So, in, uh, or very, very close, in Intervention, a new card is coming out. Excellent. It's called Citadel Sanctuary.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's a two-cost resource, it's a location. It's unique. If you are tagged when your turn ends, force the corp to trace one. Mm. If unsuccessful, the runner removes a tag. If it's successful, there are no negative consequences. Okay, that's really nice in itself. Yeah. On top of that, you trash it as and trash all cards in your grip. Mm. Prevent all meat damage. Ah, there you go. Yep. So. Oh, you're going to do seven? I'll trash it and the one card I've got in my grip. And the
0: chart you get to activate that in response, don't you? Because it says you start the thing. So yeah, because it's a
3: preventative. Yeah, that's the thing. I just just you would be able to. That sounds
0: yeah, that sounds
3: annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um, And I think stuff like that's going to be quite
0: exciting. Yes. Excellent. Right i think that's pretty much us done for this month is, um yeah. so thank you for uh, for tuning in if you are after more things to watch or listen to uh to do with netrunner to tide you over until we uh, we come back um back to it um i heartily recommend we joe mentioned earlier the uk net runner facebook page yes yeah uh, which i've joined um very nice community um peterborough netrunners uh yes yeah so there is a peterborough netrunner group as well very small at the moment but we're looking to yes, expand to and have more people you can find us jamie runs that
5: yeah i do and we did actually have a comment from a listener um colin who was asking when the next um pub runner is going to be in yes. Peterborough, which is what we're, you know the kind of runner events we're running um at the pub
0: and um At the moment, there's not a date, I believe, set, but... I was going to suggest that we did it Thursday the 13th of October Okay. uh, from 6 o'clock in the Wheat Sheaf Pub on Eastfield Road.
5: Excellent. So tentatively, that will be where it is, but we'll absolutely confirm that on the Peterborough Netrunners Facebook group.
0: And on our Facebook page as well. Um, So if you want to come along, even if you want to learn some Netrunner, you want to play some Netrunner, dig out your cards if you haven't played in a while or give it a go for the first time, all are welcome. We'll uh, have a couple of drinks and play some games. That mm. Sounds good. Um, we mentioned Run Last Click.
5: Oh yes, very good.
0: Very, very, uh, very worth listening to. Um, I've also been uh, Joe and I, especially. I don't know about you, Joe. We've been watching a lot of videos. We have. Uh, you mentioned Teamwork Cast. Mm. They are my favourites. Um, very nice uh, and very nice group based in Germany.
3: Yeah, it's um, mostly just Christian. Uh, yeah, who does it? Who guests people? Yes, uh, yeah. on there to commentate with him, and out of everything I've watched, it's probably the most polished mm. one mm. because he's got so many lovely little animations for yeah. different card effects and everything else.
0: And I learnt something very very important watching uh, Teamwork Cast. And that is that there is such a thing as My Little Pony deck protectors. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I was very, very, very excited yeah. uh, to learn such things. Uh, so Joe, thank Joe you very is much. Holding
5: his head in his hands, but you know, me and Brian are quite excited. Yeah, we're, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm
0: going to get me some Yoni <laughs> <laughs> for my uh, for my decks. Um, I've also been watching the Neo Reading Grid, mm. uh, a channel based mm. out of Reading.
5: Yes, they're um, very good
0: They also so, guested on One Last Click recently Yes, yeah, so, um, is, I think that is how I found out about them mm-hmm. And then again, they've had some of the British nationals I had seen a couple of their videos without realising who they were
4: mm.
0: Because through Shut Up and Sit Down um, Quinns from Shut Up and Sit Down um, had appeared on there When they filmed the British nationals Yeah, um, So that's quite good uh, There's also a YouTube user called Bunt, B-E-W-N-T who records a lot of games on Jinteki and comment, take, commentates over them, but also discusses the state of the game, card combinations, identities and stuff. And I found uh, his stuff really, really useful That's cool. well.
5: And yeah, And I can also highly, highly recommend Terminal 7, uh, which is the, the Canadian um, Netwinner pod, podcast with Nelson Jesse. Um, very informative, very funny, and and really worth a listen. I've actually been watching quite a few
3: of the Canadian Nationals games recently. Hmm. Cool, which are quite interesting. Um, it is nice to see different things sort of popping up. Um, and what's going into and out of fashion, sync seemed to appear and then disappeared and has reappeared again. Yeah, as a popular idea
5: Especially looking at the, the larger metas outside of just the small little ones. Yeah, that we used yeah. To. Well, we, we used to very, very
3: small exactly. scale stuff at the moment, mm. so I always feel a bit confused about whether i should be building my things with the larger mentor in mind or just focus on the small one that i'll be encountering
0: it's an interesting question if we talk about our tournament if we talk because we're going to tournaments even though these tournaments will probably be local Mm -hmm, for the most part i don't know what the hobbit hole meta is like i've got a little bit of an idea from you Mm. Uh, for instance in the tournament you went to um I don't know what the we were looking at in a sanctum in Cambridge also yeah, things, yeah. and it's within travelling distance for us for yeah. a day. And a fantastic shop. Yes. And I don't know you know, I don't know what their meta is like. So um, there's a plan let's we'll so, go find out. So yeah, so maybe planning with the sort of the general trends of the game in mind is um is a good idea. And then maybe you'll find that certain things are more or less effective where you are.
3: Yeah, I mean I think I think it's interesting because I've been thinking about this recently. Now, with DLR decks being as scary, potentially scary as they are, they've fallen out of the, the overall meta.
4: Hmm.
3: But if one just suddenly turns up and you're not expecting it, it will no. crush people. If
4: so
5: possibly, and yeah. also that what I was going to suggest as well is, you know, we've been talking about possibly the idea of going to nationals. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm well up for it. Yeah, and but the thing is, my, my actually,
0: I, my heart skipped a beat, and I I got a sudden surge oh, of gosh. panic. I think I need to. Now, I need to build up to that.
5: Now the thing is that you've come so far in a short time, Brian. <laughs> you've got till next summer. That's quite a long way away. It is, and yeah.
0: obviously these meta
5: shifts <laughs> shift all the time, mm. and that whole playing 100 games thing comes back. It's like yeah, the meta changes, and yes, you can build your deck to meet the meta, or you know, but. If you can play a deck, if you can get used to it, if you know it inside out, even if there's a strong meta change, something that really is being, you know, dominating the tournaments yeah. and things, if you can play your deck and play it well and know it really well, you can still do well. Yeah. And and to be honest, I still believe that that's true, even of core
0: yeah. sets only. just had a thought, because you talk about in summer, because we'll have finished um, the current data cycle. Mm-hmm. In theory, then, would we have been expecting a big box expansion? I would mm. imagine so. It Days and Destiny was this time last year,
3: yeah. wasn't it? A little bit later. Yeah, because what yeah, what we've was, done but now... they've
0: done all of them now. So do they cycle back? So what I'm thinking is, because we were talking about some of the cards that are being taken out mm. from the first um, the first couple cycles. Um, cycles that are being cycled out, that yeah. are being, being removed... I think we might see something like a rebirth box Especially, that then puts in, say, Jackson Howard again or something ooh, similar, now, or a new version of him. But the, Howard gots. Jackson, his alter ego, who's on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> That's a scary thought. I don't I think, think, you'll think, think you'll ever see a rebirth box. Yeah.
3: Purely Recently, because, yeah. yeah, as Jamie is about to say, and I've yeah, jumped in. It is... Big box deluxe expansions yeah. don't rotate. But
0: it might be a case of them picking, having had those in the game for three, four no. years, picking the ideas that work from those boxes and saying, we want these maybe. in this. We want I this to think, be a permanent part of the game. I think it could happen. bringing them in.
5: I think it could mm-hmm. happen. Because I've thought about this as well before in the fact that the yeah. big boxes don't cycle. And I don't think we'll see maybe, I don't know for sure, but I don't think we'll see Jackson you know, coming back around. Yeah, but yeah. I can see a lot of the, you know, the little lower power cards, the ones that just make things a little bit functional, yeah, yeah. Could see that type of now, thing. Now, I... are
3: you just hoping for this because they'll reprint and let you use Darwin again?
4: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I love Darwin. I love I... that. I love that fish fast <sighs> No, do you
3: know what? I'm going to make a prediction now. Mm. I've done these before. Okay. Um, I think we will see a big box mm-hmm. come out. I think Anarchs will be included in it, mm-hmm. and I think it will be Rayner and the Kaiser programs coming back. Uh,
5: okay, I'd cool. love to see them working properly. Yeah.
3: I would potentially think you might then get a second one that would have Andromeda with her console we'll on it. Yes, her console last,
0: bless <laughs> So I think it so will have the... So that the ID is going is um, a much bigger deal. Yeah, in than, the IDs. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think they'll bring back yeah. an ID that will possibly change an ID. You might have a, to quote War Machine, yeah, you might have the absolutely. epic version. Well, yeah, that's a good idea. You've got
5: Data Destiny, which had those kind of mini factions, so yeah. those mini runners. You could actually bring back some of those early runners, like you say, like Andromeda and, and, and Rayna. Yeah, yeah in a little set that contains cards dedicated for them, in the same way that Adam cards are yeah, dedicated Yeah, that's to Adam. A good Yeah, point. definitely.
0: I, mean, I know, because Jackson Howard is kind of a bit of a fan favourite, and has did he feature in the new Lee Alexander novella?
5: Oh, yes, he did. In yes. Lee yeah. Alexander's uh, monitor. Yes. Um, yeah, he's quite a major character uh,
0: yeah. in that. Um, so, you know, having that come out just before he disappears out of the game forever, but he might come back in the form of a completely different card with a different ability, heading yes. his own division.
3: A new, a new NBN ID. With him as the...
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, NBN his the... smiling face mm. licking a teddy bear. It's a dinosaur. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but, you know, we, we might see yeah. not necessarily the same card coming back, but in, the stories and you've stuff. You've
5: got the yeah. idea of, like, uh, Wizards um, being... Is it Wizards? Yep. Being blown up with Boom. Yes. yes,
3: he is being yes. shot in
5: the face and, and, and some of the other uh, runners may be looking like they're actually genuinely cycling up because they're being written out of the story chaos but, theory yeah. One, um, yeah but at the same time um oh, was she she in um she's won the first two cycles she is
0: will that be, the she's the, on a side she's on with a picture, the people arguing
3: actually. yes um I've never heard my dad's arguing so much yeah potentially. yeah yeah sad sad. I'm yeah.
5: quite happy to see Wizard getting shot because I don't like the art. not so hard, but yeah. um but at the same time, yes, maybe there's the case that rather than just writing some of the characters out of the game, they'll just repurpose them into other parts yeah. of the theme, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely yeah. excellent, so thank you very much uh for listening um if you have enjoyed that, please click like because otherwise we don't know that you like it,
5: yeah, and send us a message um we love hearing from people and. We need to know, you know, who's out there and who's listening.
0: As far as I'm aware, we have responded to every single comment, message and tweet that we have received. Yes. Uh, If I have missed you out, um, get in contact again. But I'm I'm 99% certain I've managed to respond and talk to everyone. And it's one of the highlights of my day. Yes. Um, And I then get everyone else involved and and let them know what's been said and that that sort of thing. Um, So, yeah, please get get in contact. Um, If... You are starting Netrunner and you're building up. Um, then you know the people you're playing with. Share this with them. Let them know um, that there mm. is a podcast out there aimed at people what are new, like what we were last month. Um, let them know and share it. But please, yeah, get in touch. Uh, it'd be great to uh, great to hear from you. Um, we have been the Critical Twits. So until next time, bye, bye, bye. <laughs>